I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rectal polyps. Ah, oh wait, nope. That's um, that's not an introduction to a podcast. Um, I guess there's no going back now. So that's the that's the, we've started the podcast. This is behind the bastards. That's I'm Robert the pod. Evans. This is happening. Yeah, this is happening. Um, <laughs> Daniel, what do you what do you think about rectal polyps? How how is you how how's your how's your how's your feelings on? How's that, my, my feeling on those? Well, I mean, yeah. I, hope they, I hope you can get them treated or I hope one could get them, you know, treated. So you'd say you're broadly that sounds like you're saying you're broadly anti rectal polyp if you think they need to be treated. I'm, you know, I'm empty. If it's causing you discomfort, let me tell you something. Some people have friends. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I have this, you know, weird tumor on my right arm that's about the size of a bowling ball. But that's just Jim and Jim and I are chilling. And some people are like, you should see a doctor. But like, that's Jim. So if your rectal polyps are part of your, you know, your life, if it's just, you know, your buddies, if that's, you know, Samantha and John and whomever, then that's fine. That's how I feel about rectal polyps. <laughs> that's good. So, Daniel, you know, <laughs> that really shows the difference between uh, uh, a normal person, a normie, as we call you, um, and a and a journalist like myself, because as a, as a responsible journalist, I have no opinion on rectal polyps. Um, you know, just like I have no opinion on cancer, it's my job to just say, right, here are things that exist. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very good, Robert. Very good. You know, and that's the kind of journalism that we need in the world right now. Not all of this bias. Not all of this, you know, so-and-so is evil, so-and-so. None of that. We need the people who are willing to say, hey, I have no opinion on cancer. That's bold, Robert, and I appreciate you. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you too. And as a result of my appreciation for you, I would like to read a book with you today over the internet. Do you like books, Daniel? I, Are you literate? Can you legally read? I am I am literate. Do you have your reading license? Yes, I can totally read. Oh, that's good. That's good. But like if I told you I liked books, I feel like that would be more or less not not a fabrication, but just mm-hmm. like yeah. an over statement of the truth. I read, I can read, but like last time I read a full book was a few years ago. I need to change that. We'll change that today. Also, this is Behind the Bastards. Did I say that yet? Did I announce the podcast that this is? No, I just said Rectopolis and we dove right in. This is Behind the Bastards. Behind the Bastards. It is a show where we normally talk about the worst people in all of history. I liked Daniel's intro better. I'm really sorry. Thank you. Well, look, this is a shit show. Simply in addition. This is a shit show. There's no getting around it. Nope. Uh, we are we are normally a show that that gives very deeply researched episodes about the worst people in all of history, but um we're we're scrambling for content at the moment because I have made a mild career change in which I get repeatedly shot at by federal agents almost every night, and so I need I need some I need some buffer episodes. And, and I watch uh, on live stream and cry. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a it's good a time. Terrible time. You don't it's drink enough time. water. I know it. And I drink a lot of water. Mm-mm. You put it in your eyeballs. That's different. We've had it's, this conversation. Counts. The eyes are the mouth of the top of the head, Sophie. <laughs> Everyone knows that. So, in order to, in order Brilliant. to, fucking, I can't you even. Know. I can't even. Like, there's an. God love I you, realized for this. God love you. <laughs> I realized the other night that like m- my team and I have been going out and one of us since the beginning of this just through pure happenstance is a teenager. Um and uh we didn't like think to get his um his contact info for like his people until like night 57. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, "Oh yeah, that's probably something you should do whether or not yeah, like they're they're a legal adult. Like you should probably have contacted." Anyway, it's been quite an uprising. Um but all right, Seriously. enough uprising talk. So, we're going to um we're going to we're going to read a book today, Daniel. Um Let's do it. And the book that I've picked, you know, the the book that Cody and Katie and I are reading um piece by piece making our way through is uh is is Ben Shapiro's True Allegiance, which is just one of the worst things ever written. Um and obviously right. that's sort of a a right-wing fantasy of societal collapse written by an incompetent grifter. And uh. I wanted I wanted to do some balance, right? You know, that as a journalist, I'm all about balance. So I wanted to find something uh, utterly shameful and left-wing. Um and the thing that I've chosen, and we'll see if this winds up being a good choice or a bad choice, is Hope Never Dies, the first Obama-Biden mystery novel by Andrew Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. The yes. um, it's it's a New York yes. Times bestseller apparently, which is let's a real problem. Um, Get it. And uh, the 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 quote that is up on the Amazon page for the um, for the review of this book uh, by Alexandra Alter of the New York Times is, quote, hope never dies is an escapist fantasy that will likely appeal to liberals pining for the previous administration, longing for the Obama Biden team to emerge from political retirement as action heroes, which is the saddest thing I can imagine someone wanting. 
Like in this, like looking out at this world, wait, wait, like wait, seeing. Wait, wait, wait. Have you yeah. seen Joe Biden's uh, promo videos that he puts online? Yeah. That's the description of them. Yeah, no, it is. That's it verbatim is, what he does. A bummer. He's it's a like, bummer. It's him and Obama just like, yeah, bro. Like, remember the good old days? This guy. <sighs> That's the summary. It's, it's the kind of That's thing funny. where it's like, I, I can't imagine, I can't get into the head of someone who looks at where we are right now with um, all of the horrific uh, violence, particularly against people of color, you know, carried out by police, uh, the sure. in- increasing uh, occupation of liberal cities by federal agents, um, mm-hmm. the uh, 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 horrific virus tearing through um, our communities and upending life as we know it, the complete economic collapse, um, the children yes. in cages on the border, um, all of the horrible things that this administration has done. And you realize, and, and I can't imagine seeing that and going, you know, the guys who for whose eight years in power immediately preceded and directly led to this nightmare and enabled it in a variety of ways. What if we went back to that? Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's baffling to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, 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 the grass is always greener. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. We're rehumanizing George Bush. Like, it's all look, everybody is all hands off when it comes to the uh the good old days everybody's drunk on member berries yeah and uh you know that's how it goes drunk on member berries yeah so i'm gonna read you the uh, the summary of this book from amazon before we we get into the uh the 305 pages of uh gut churning content Vice President Joe Biden and President Barack Obama team up in this high-stakes thriller that combines a mystery worth of Watson and worthy of Watson and Holmes with the laugh-out-loud romantic chemistry of Lethal Weapons Murtaugh and Riggs. You just did your Brett voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I I feel ill when they compare it to Lethal Weapon for a variety of reasons. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, Vice President Joe Biden is fresh out of the Obama White House and feeling adrift when his favorite railroad conductor dies in a suspicious accident. (laughs) (laughs) His favorite railroad conductor. See, Uh, this is this is good right here. This is nice. That's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. So they're really making the center of this. The fact that Joe Biden wrote an Amtrak for quite a while. Um, that's a, that's a choice. Uh, yeah. Okay. So apparently they uncover the sinister forces advancing America's opioid epidemic. What could those forces be? But, but Purdue pharmaceutical, like they, <laughs> it's not a mystery. Yeah. That's easy. We know who it is. I may have the answer for Mask you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Good old Big Pharma. Um, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tell me more, Robert. Um, yeah. So, all right. I guess we should just we should just get into this, bro. Um, Hop right on in. Yeah. Let's 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 dive in to the start of this beautiful book so the cover of this is like joe biden and barack obama in joe biden's mustang joe's behind the wheel and barack obama is standing very awkwardly in the mustang pointing forward there's something about their face that's that's just off enough to be deeply unsettling to me i recommend looking it up because like they're just not quite right uh biden looks like he's melting a little bit and barack obama looks like they took 10 years off the top of his head but left the bottom of his head unchanged it's very unsettling 
So let's let's get into Andrew Schaefer's uh, book. First off, it's dedicated for Uncle Joe. So that's that's good. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe who sniffs your hair. The opening quote that um that that sets this up is it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness by W.L. Watkinson, which is like, I guess, Andrew saying, like, I'm lighting a candle for the besieged American people by writing a mystery novel (laughs) about a fake relationship between the president and vice president. (laughs) Thank you for this candle, Andrew. This is what America needed. God bless. Oh, and then the acknowledgments after that quote is thanks, Obama. So (laughs) almost the the, the sarcastically toned thanks, Obama. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I usually mean it. Yeah. Yeah, Amen. Oh, Lordy. Okay. All right. Chapter. There are 53 chapters in this mother. Um, Well, we better get started. That's not good. Um, So I think chapter one starts in, in Joe Biden's voice. Um, the night this all started, I was in a black Irish mood, and that was before I learned my friend was dead. I was sitting at my computer, and I, I think we know that Joe Biden cannot use a computer. If if anything has been made clear, yeah, no way, no <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, that man cannot Google. He is not doing his Googles himself, undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. No, sir. Uh, but he's 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 sitting uh, at his computer um, watching one of those so-called paparazzi videos, uh, which is apparently a wide shot of uh, Cape Town's tabled table mountain and a parasailer uh, sailing along. Um, oh, OK. Uh, it, it, he's watching a video of Barack Obama parasailing, I guess. um yeah, unencumbered by his deadweight loser vice president, 44 was on the vacation to end all vacations, windsurfing on Richard Branson's private eye. Oh, I remember this, when when Barack Obama went on vacation um, while the fascists moved into the White House, and that was good. Um, kayaking with Justin Trudeau, base jumping in Hong Kong with Bradley Cooper. Barack wasn't simply tempting the fates, he was daring them. And why not? If he could survive eight long years as the first black U.S. president, he could survive anything. Not that I was worried about him. I was done getting all worked up over Barack Obama. Is he pissed off? I think he's he's kind of he's kind of angry at Barack at the start of this. I was gonna say he's definitely like a Joe. Maybe he's like you know Joe didn't get enough shine. Yeah, he yeah. Kept him in, he kept him in the dark, man. Like like he's bummed Joe was, out. Joe wasn't that, uh, shine. <laughs> I thought this relationship was about more than just being the president and vice president. Wild. So I forced myself to look away from the computer. I turned to face the dartboard on the back of my office. It was an old Christmas gift from my daughter. I'd kept it in storage for many years, but now I finally had some free time on my hands. Maybe too much. Yeah, like you were getting up to a lot of work as the vice president, Joe. (laughs) 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 Come on, man. (laughs) Maybe too much free time. One call, I said to my faithful companion, Champ, is that too much to ask? The dog glanced up with indifference. He'd heard it all before. Just So he, this is Joe Biden sitting alone in his room, drinking, watching videos of Barack Obama on vacation, and becoming wow. increasingly bitter that he was not invited to go party with the former president. That's... Poor Joe. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> just like staring out the window, like that that master and commander gif when Russell Crowe is just like looking out the window in the rain. is just like, what yeah. what's going on out there? Yeah, he throws a dart at a magazine with Bradley Cooper and Barack Obama on the front and hits Bradley Cooper right between <laughs> oh the eyes. So he is, we're, we, we're, Joe's in a dark place when this starts. <laughs> and a dartsman, apparently. This is interesting. Barack even had the gall to tell People magazine that we still went golfing together on occasion. 
To save face, I repeated the lie. The truth was there hadn't been any golf outings, no late-night texting, not even a friendly poke on Facebook. I watched the skies for smoke signals. I read the New York Times dissecting headlines, looking for clues you might have left me. Nothing. Sometimes late at night, after Jill was sound asleep, I scrolled through the old text messages Barack and I had exchanged a lifetime ago. What is happening here? Oh, my God. Uh, This is so weird. Yeah. This is unsettling. Um... So yeah, Joe is like a like a spurned ex at the start of this. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. So he hears a prowler outside, uh, and he opens up his wall safe. There were two things inside: my Medal of Freedom and my Sig Sauer pistol. The bean oh shooter was a God. gift I'd bought for myself. In oh spite of Bill Jill's objections, God. aren't your shotguns enough? She'd asked. What on earth could you need a handgun for? For times like this, Jill. I'm getting some Jill Biden <laughs> shade here. <laughs> So he slips the pistol into the waistband of his shirt. <laughs> Where's your Secret Service detail, Joe? Are we, I'm going to guess we're in a non-Secret Service existing um, world with this. If Joe Biden's taking care of his own security with a Sig Sauer shoved into his pants. <laughs> Bro, I literally, I want to win the lottery simply to pay Joe Biden to act out the first page or the first 10 pair whatever you have just read i want to pay yeah. him enough money to actually act this out and get jill biden in it yeah i have a feeling that come november he'll have a lot of free time so you might be able to might be able to make that happen yes <laughs> i mean bro we're making it happen yeah we're making it happen i'm i'm i've also planned to win the lottery around then so you know oh, that's a good plan this is a good time to suddenly get millions of dollars um, yeah right yeah so Joe goes out into the streets to um, uh, see who's here. He smells Marlboro Reds. Jeez. Um, oh, good Lord in heaven. So he goes out to, like, check who's going around, and he, as he's, like, searching around, he smells Marlboro Reds, and he thinks, don't get your hopes up. Hope is just a four-letter word. Um, wow, they're really oh making him God. sound like a spurned lover. Um, I'm guessing oh that it's Barack Obama sneaking around the outside of his house. This has to end in sweaty sex or this book is for nothing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. My own security detail had been dismissed several weeks earlier. Vice presidents were granted six months of protection following their time in office and not a day more unless there were extenuating circumstances. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Are you telling me Dick Cheney doesn't mm. still have secret service cards? Like, that doesn't yeah, seem probably, accurate. probably yeah. does. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. Doesn't seem right to me. Oh, no, there they were. Uh, what his Secret Service has been dismissed, but then immediately afterwards, he like nods to his Secret Service guys. I don't know. I guess this is just a bad book. But they are here. So he goes off into the woods, and the smell of burning tobacco gets stronger. Uh, I guess he's being lit, led like a siren into the arms of uh, Barack Obama, who's hiding in the woods outside of his former vice president's house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I swiveled around there to my left Yikes. by the big oak, 10 paces away. A man crouched low, scratching champ behind his dog behind the ears. German shepherds don't take this to strangers, but this man was no stranger. He rose to his feet, a slim figure in his black hand-tailored suit. His white dress shirt was unbuttoned at the neck. He took a long drag off his cigarette and exhaled smoke with leisure. Barack Obama was never in a hurry. There we go. Oh my god. There we go. Um, <laughs> Never in a hurry. No. Uh, love it. I uh, love it. Yeah, so um that's interesting. Um yeah, so they 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 meet and they have a little conversation that I'm sure is meant to be very satisfying to to a certain type of liberal 
uh, where they right. talk about Barack Obama's time parasailing and how uh, there's a, a moment where Joe's like, I thought you quit smoking. He took another long drag off his cigarette. I did. Which is like, I guess would work more if there was like, you know, if they were actually hard-boiled cops or something, right? Like that's a moment that would work. But it's like yeah. the, the the multi-millionaire former president who lives in a gigantic mansion and was just parasailing with celebrities and whose job is over and who doesn't actually right. have to do anything ever again. But anyway, I don't know. Is Do you know, but by the way, sorry to interrupt again. Do you know how uh, old this author is? Like when they wrote this book, how old they were? I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to look up Andrew Schaefer, a thing that a, a real journalist would have done immediately. Is it 16? Uh, it, it might be 16. Andrew Schaefer is an American. Okay, let's here's his Wikipedia. He's born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> Under the pen name Fanny Merkin, he authored the Fifty Shades of what? Grey parody, Fifty Shames of Earl Grey. What the fuck? His other <laughs> books include. I want to hit this man that, already. You went over that Fifty Shames of, of Earl, Earl Grey? Grey? Yeah, he wrote a Fifty Shades of Grey parody. So this guy is... I mean, clearly, like someone who looks out for an opportunity to write okay. a, a, a to shit out a novel quickly that will cash in on a grift. So, or cash so in new, on a, new prediction. A, a thing. Fourteen, fourteen yeah. years old. I, you know, uh, does it not I, say? That's a great question. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions. So, okay, let's look. Let, I'm just just looking at this guy's Wikipedia. His other books include "Great Philosophers Who Failed at Love," "Literary Rogues: A Scandalous History of Wayward Authors." Uh, and he's the founder and creative director of Order of St. Nick, a greeting card company. Oh, he lives in fucking Portland, oh. Oregon? What the fuck? What? Yo, go so beat I can't actually <laughs> beat the shit out of this guy. Um, all right. Okay. I, I, may, I may have to do that as a journalist. Oh, my God. Uh, so he's a columnist for the Huffington Post. Yo, come out to the protest yeah. tonight. Hey, Andrew. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, uh, can I interview you? You know, <laughs> so with my funny. fists. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got a greeting card company that's been on the Colbert Report and NPR and Fox News. He also wrote a book about Sharknado. So he's he's really like, yeah, no. seems like one of these guys who just kind of waits for something he can write a terrible book about. Can I just say, haven't seen what he looks like? Not fuckable. Not fuckable? All right, Andrew Schaefer. I might run into him at the protests, uh, in which case I will let him know that he's unfuckable. Um, I'll, I'll make sure to do that, Sophie. Uh, he also wrote The Day of the Donald, subtitled Trump Trump's America, uh, a satirical work of fiction. Um, the book imagines Donald Trump winning the... Oh, no. I think he wrote this before... Wait, when did this get published? Yep, it was published June 2016. So in June of 2016, he wrote a satirical book imagining Donald Trump winning the election to become the 45th president. Dude, no. Yeah. No. What is happening? Okay. No. So the book focuses on protagonist Jimmy Burnwood, a down-on-his-luck former tabloid reporter, and his attempts to ghostwrite President Trump's memoir and his investigation into a murder. Why are these all murder mysteries? Like, what is what is going on with Andrew Schaefer? I don't, I don't like this person. I think I know what's going on. What's that? I said, and Sophie, you were right, by the way. Extremely unfuckable. Oh, you Googled him? I haven't Googled him. Utterly I don't, don't, don't want to see the face now, of this. You yeah, know who you know who is fuckable. Our sponsors? Our sponsors are incredibly fuckable. Ah, the most ah, fuckable ah. sponsors in podcasting. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. 
Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're back, and we're just thinking about the thrusting, girdlesome might of our sponsors. Um, and we're also thinking about Andrew Schaefer, um, who it seems like his whole life is about kind of just keeping an eye out for something to be real viral and then shooting out a very quickly written book to cash in on uh, it um, and generally doing it from kind of a milquetoast liberal perspective. Um, so that that seems like this guy's whole life and career uh, which is good, I guess. A good thing to do. Yeah, you know what? Go for it, fam. Yeah. Go off. Yeah. So here we go. We're back. Jo- Joe Biden and Barack are meeting up again for the first time in a in a long time. And um, he's t- Joe- Barack Obama, the former president, without his Secret Service detail in tow, infiltrates Joe Biden's uh, uh, home, I guess, his compound, uh, to tell him that an Amtrak conductor, Finn Donnelly, that that Joe Biden knew, um, is is has been hit by a train and killed. That's Barack Obama's uh, business at the Biden household. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Also, uh, Biden immediately recognizes the name of this conductor because he's the finest one I know. Um, so that's interesting. The finest one. The finest. Only the finest conductors. Yeah. Yeah, someone has killed uh. the very best Amtrak conductor. <laughs> um which is which is a shame. So Barack Obama felt like this was important enough. Uh yeah, I had a hunch you know him, you knew him. I wanted to tell you myself before you heard from somewhere else. So Bar- Barack didn't even know that Joe knew this guy. He just heard an Amtrak conductor died and he was like I have to infiltrate break into Joe Biden's property to let him know in the off chance that he knew this guy as well. And of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. Of course. So that's fun. Of course. Um so they go on talking about how this Amtrak conductor died. Yada yada yada. They're, they also have a, a, a heartfelt conversation. It seems like about the fact that Barack Obama hasn't called Joe in a while. Um, really making Joe out to be kind of a spurned lover in this, which I, I guess is an editorial choice. Like I'll say this for the book: um, it's better written than Ben Shapiro's True Allegiance. Like it's it's a it's a functionally written novel. Like Andrew Schaefer knows how to write in the same way that like you know somebody can know how to drive uh he doesn't crash the car right sure that's that's a thing i'll say for andrew schaefer um sure yeah some baffling choices so uh the the they finish their conversation and barack obama like disappears into the shadows like batman so i think we're making barack out to be basically batman here um which is again Really a fascinating series of choices. And I think it might just be that Andrew Schaefer doesn't really know how to write anything besides mystery novels. And so that's just kind right. of kind of what he goes for. Right. Um, all right. So our next chapter, it's it's the good God. There's a lot of this. He might also know how to write romance novels. So I'm going to read you the start of chapter three. <gasps> yes. Wait, didn't, yes. didn't hear you come to bed last night, Jill said. I stumbled into the kitchen around half past nine, weary from a night of bad sleep. My mind had been on fire with questions about Finn Donnelly. Every time I finally started to drift off, some little noise outside would startle me awake. Several times, I wondered if I hadn't dreamed my entire counter with Barack Obama. The lingering scent of tobacco in my hair said otherwise. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. The horny levels are off the charts. This is a very this, horny novel between the vice president. This is president so and president. horny. I maintain if this isn't ending in hot, sweaty sex, it is for nothing. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that that Andrew Schaefer realizes how horny he's being. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean not. because he's maybe not. not yeah, horrible. it is satire, but his his history of novels makes me think that he has never for a second understood what satire is. Um, it's also impossible to do post-2016, so I don't know. Um, I shouldn't be too hard on him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jill Biden goes from like noticing that her husband is having an affair with the former president to asking if he's thought more about getting a CPAP machine. <laughs> and then we have a couple paragraphs about Joe Biden's sleep apnea. <laughs> why is nice. this? Why are you putting this in? <laughs> great. I mean, great. Get after it. That's that's very funny. Yeah, so Joe Joe reads that the, the Amtrak uh, uh, conductor, this is a really big story, I guess, that an Amtrak conductor has been killed. It's all over the news now, and it's all that Joe Biden can think about. Okay. As again, a fascist takes over uh, the instruments of state. It's weird also that they're making the focus of this novel the murder of an Amtrak conductor, and I guess yeah, opiates, where it's like, I mean, if, if you're going to go with this premise, there's other things happening, right? Like, Right. Uh, to be honest with you, this feels like the kind of thing where, like, he wrote it because he knew that Joe Biden, after hearing an Amtrak conductor was murdered, would say something and be like, well, such a noble profession. Yeah. We can't let our Amtrak drivers be murdered. And he would read that book from cover to cover. Yeah, I think he might. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's weird because it's, it's clearly like, I don't understand seeing this as a fantasy, right? Like, I don't understand who who could, like, get into this book and be comforted by, like, ah, yes, I remember when Barack Obama and Joe Biden were presidents, were, were in charge, and I enjoy imagining that they had a weird quasi-sexual relationship and solved murder mysteries when Antrap conductors were killed. Like, I can't get my head into that person's, that person's brain. I yeah, don't know. No. Yeah. But you know what? I'm here for the ride. Let me tell you what. I'm not really here for the ride, Daniel. Um, like it's it's not for me per se, but yeah. I mean, I'm 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 hoping I'm here for the ride is one of the closing lines of the book. As so, Daniel just wants this book two. to become wildly fuckable. I'm That's shipping what's happening. it. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you want to get a riving novel here between these two, they better be fucking. That's where I'm at. All right, Daniel. T- t- wait, That's Daniel. T- That's t- are, are you are you Team Edward? That's all I'm saying. Or are you, te- are you team no, Edward no or are you opinion. team Jacob? I have no opinion. Daniel. I have no opinion. None of that happens anymore. I'm team O'Biden, Obama, Biden, Obama. You know, I'm here for the ride. Are you team dry scabs or wet scabs? <laughs> wet scabs. Okay. We're all team wet scabs <laughs> now. Okay, good. Um, Hi, so, Jamie. Fucking Biden meets up with uh, his contact uh, in the police department, who tells him that they found heroin in the pockets of the Amtrak conductor. And Joe oh, Biden no. is incensed by this because he knows he knows this Amtrak conductor, and he knows that this Amtrak conductor is a teetotaler, uh, same as oh me. <laughs> Something wasn't right. Martin Luther King Jr. said the moral arc of the universe was long and bent towards the sides of justice. By the time the universe got to righting the wrongs in Wilmington, however, I feared that it would be too late, not just to for Finn or the city, but for us all. Like what the. How is how is how would this ever be your priority, Joe? I I don't know. So, this is like the most important thing in the world to Joe Biden right now, and it like it, it is apparently 
it's it's a it's very much kind of in line with this specific type of of kind of liberal person that they when they imagine a thing for their fantasy Joe Biden and Barack Obama to solve, like they don't even consider going into the very real problems uh, that are happening as a result of these fascists yeah. kind of taking over <laughs> office. They don't they don't deal with any of like these actual massive issues. Um, no. They decide like, OK, well, let's make up the murder of an Amtrak conductor and awkwardly tie it to opiates. Um, boom. Boom. Let's like get it. that that like and 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 let's frame it as if it's like a massive issue of national importance, um, even yes. though it's definitely not. Again, it's definitely not. There's totally kids in not. cages. Um, but OK, we'll we'll worry about the Amtrak conductor. Um, yeah, exactly. Truly. Yeah, so the next chapter is Joe meeting Finn's wife who's uh, got a stroke had a, who has a stroke and is uh disabled. Um he really knows a lot about this Amtrak conductor. Joe clearly spent an enormous amount of time talking to the conductor of his Amtrak train. <laughs> That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love that world. Joe's yeah. just down at the train station with his little hat on, blowing that little wooden whistle. You're like, "You guys heard this one?" <laughs> Joe, we heard that one a million times. I love you. Joe. You heard this one. You heard the <laughs> Joe down at the station. Daniel might be the most precious human Joe. on earth. Okay, all right. Calm down. So precious. You honor me. Can Sophie, you make the train noise again? <laughs> so Joe goes to this guy's funeral in chapter six. God, I this is what? not my favorite book ever. Yeah, he goes to the Amtrak dude's funeral. Um. He takes a seat in the back row because this isn't about of former pres- Vice President Joe Biden. It's about Finn, of course, um, oh the my dead man. God, his name is Finn. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs> God, just a big lot of time spent discussing uh, the funeral of this Amtrak conductor. <laughs> is Obama like a football field away, smoking a cigarette, leaning on a tree, dressed for the be. funeral? but wearing sunglasses, leaning on it, and then Joe Biden comes up later and is like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines? I don't know. I haven't seen Obama yet. Like, he hasn't come back into the story. <sighs> what? You, you How is he not be. there, a football um, field away, leaning a, on a tree, dressed for the funeral, smoking a cigarette? There's a ah. lot of Joe Biden and other political figures talking to the family members of this deceased Amtrak conductor. They're really... They're really leaning hard on a dead Amtrak conductor as the the cheat. Hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That's an interesting authorial choice by Andrew Shaver here. Um, <laughs> good lord. Uh, okay. Yep. Joe Biden. Next chapter. He's just doing more. This is just really a detective novel. Um, this is just a detective novel with a weird erotic relationship between Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Um, that seems to be barely getting any play at this point, to be honest. Um, that's unsettling. Uh, mm. So uh, uh, Joe Biden winds up out in the streets, like like doing some gumshoe uh, detectiving, trying to like figure out this murder. I crouched <laughs> low and ducked back through the hole in the fence, bracing for the back strain again. Instead, there was a sharp pop in my lefty. So we're doing a lot of Joe Biden's also an old man. <laughs> 
<laughs> my leg buckled I out from it. under me and I went down hard, landing on my side. The train zipped past with a high-pitched whine. The ground rumbled for two seconds, jostling every molecule in my body right down to the silver fillings in my molars. And then all was still again. I rolled onto my back and clutched my knee. In high school, I'd been a standout football player. I didn't have the arm strength to be quarterback or the long fingers to be a wide receiver. But I had the getaway what? sticks. I could tuck the ball and run. Senior year, I was the leading scorer. Senior year, I'd also banged up my left knee. Since then, it had been known to act up on occasion, and I'd always been able to grip my teeth and bear it. This was the first time it had completely given up on me. If you can't trust your own body, who can you trust? I didn't know what I was doing out here, crawling around a crime scene. As head of the executive branch, Barack held the top law enforcement position in the country. I'd been his right-hand man. That didn't amount to a hill of beans when it came to actual police work. It was like hill asking the Santa Claus. It was like asking Santa Claus to make you a toy train. It was a job best suited for his elves. The fat man in the red suit didn't know the first thing about sanding down wooden toys for good little girls and boys. I had no business here. That's a weird set of thoughts to have. What is? Yeah, how does that all happen at? Oh, jeez, Louise. And it, it's like yes, this is like yes, Andrew Schaefer, the central conceit of your knowledge that Joe Biden and Barack Obama are solving the mystery of a murder of a train conductor is pretty absurd on its face but okay <laughs> yes what would barack say if he saw me out here rolling around like a turtle on my back we hadn't talked since his visit two nights ago as far as i was concerned nothing between us had changed yes he'd kept his word and put the scare into the police department the lurid details as they were hadn't hit the papers for that i was grateful but there was still too much unspoken between us I wasn't about to send another errant text through the airwaves and see if I'd get a response. I was through being made to be the fool. This is so far my favorite part of the novel, like the the clearly jilted lover uh, plot line going on here. Yeah, seriously. Like the fact that Joe is deeply incensed that Barack Obama doesn't call, which is probably true about the real Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Because it took probably Barack a long time to to say that people should vote for Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. An appropriately long time. The is Bernie going to pull it out amount of time? Oh, boy. Uh, next chapter. Wilmington Station's official name is the Joseph R. Biden Jr. Railroad Station, although nobody uses oh it. God. Everyone Why still calls it the Wilmington just Station. trains? There's so much. Yeah, this is all about trains so far. Every this chapter is deeply train-focused. It's like, like he I, knows I, three <laughs> things about Joe Biden. That's it. And one of them is trains, and the second thing is also trains, and the third thing is Brock. <laughs> yeah, I think it, he he scanned Joe Biden's Wikipedia page, and he was like, "Okay, he read the ran, he rode the Amtrak a lot. Let's make this entire book focused on the Amtrak." <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, trains, uh, baby. Trains, baby. Oh boy, we do get a little bit trains. of a talk about um, an aquatic center. Which uh, is interesting, given the um, the the what was his name? Jesus, a, a million years ago, when Joe Biden told a story about the black man he got into a fight with at the swimming oh, pool. Oh, corn pop, corn, corn pop. pop. God, remember corn pop? Remember corn when that pop. happened? Boy, do Yo, I. I. I love I love being able to think about corn pop without having to think about literally everything else at the same time. Yeah, remember a thousand years ago when corn literally, pop happened the before times. In the before times. Yeah, in the before times. In the long, long ago. Um, in the long, long ago. There we go. <laughs> 
Thing is, it wasn't the only place in town bearing my name. The city also renamed a public pool after me, the Joseph R. Biden Jr. Aquatic Center down at the corner of East 23rd and North Locust. It's a pretty poor neighborhood. I'd worked as a lifeguard at the pool while putting myself through college. The other lifeguards would ask me questions about race relations because I was the only white guy many of them knew. We learned a lot from one another. One black lifeguard asked if I had gas a gasoline can he could borrow. He wanted to see his grandmom in North Carolina. We can't stop at most gas stations down there he'd said wow yeah the pool was where my commitment to civil rights began oh boy i would have felt better if they'd renamed the pool after martin luther king jr or a local black politician but the neighborhood appreciated that i'd never turned my back on them i'd never turned my back on anyone it just wasn't something a biden did hell yeah dog yeah i I can imagine all those black lifeguards asking young joe biden about race relations (laughs) That that's, yeah, totally. that sounds like a thing that occurred. A hundred percent. Classic Joe. Yeah. He knows it all. Yeah. He is the streets, you know? Joe, Joe is Biden. the streets. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from this book. Well, he's the streets if they're around a train station. Correct. Because Joe Biden is is mentally incapable of thinking about anything that isn't a train station or yes. his unrequited lust for Barack yes. Obama. Yes. Shipping, processing, Joe Biden. Trains. Yeah. Love it. Oh, good God. Love it. Um, boy, howdy. We we still aren't getting back into Barack Obama being... Pro- oh, no, here we go. Okay, the end of this chapter, <laughs> we get back to Barack Obama. Uh, so Joe Biden, uh, after doing some more gumshoeing, f- calls an Uber, and a black Cadillac Escalade pulls up to pick him up. And, oh, God, okay. A black Cadillac Escalade pulled up to the curb in front of me. The truck size SUV sat there, idling. Was my ride r- early? Yes. If there was an Uber sign on yes. the dash, I had no way of knowing. Yes. I couldn't see anything through the heavily yes. tinted windows. Suppose this wasn't my ride. Suppose it was some enemy of the state, some deranged lunatic fixated on a former mm-hmm. vice president. Suppose Finn wasn't the one who'd left the printout of my address behind on the train. My heart rate began to ratchet up. I had no Secret Service protection anymore, no private security. I didn't even have my pistol, because who, who brings a gun to a funeral? The vehicle just sat there towering over me. There was nothing stopping a passenger from rolling down one of the windows and poking me full of holes. It was a sitting duck with no wings to carry me away. I inhaled sharply and squeezed the bouquet tight. Water dripped out of the bottom onto the cement. The tinted black window lowered. Need a lift? Barack Obama asked. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. The Escalade eased into traffic. Next chapter now. The Escalade eased into traffic. I stared at the flowers in my hand, which I think were for Jill. They looked like regular white flowers. They had some red roses, but they were three times the price. Barack made a little finger gun and pointed it at me. That's why they're more romantic. I sighed. Barack was right. He was always right. Anyway, I was headed home. He was always right. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, Joe says, I was headed home, and he patted me on my knee. The good one. We'll drop you off, he said. (laughs) (laughs) The good one. The good one. Mm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so, I'm elated right now. This is, this is good. Um, This is great. Yeah. This is top shelf. Top, top shelf. Um, I want this to be optioned into a movie. Into into an erotic thriller. Yes, someone pay yeah. them enough money that they want to do this, and then we'll yeah. and then we'll advertise that movie on our show, like we advertise the Great. sponsors that Robert's about to shout out right now, because oh, it's time it for a time? guess what, an ad break. An ad break. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Mm-hmm. We'll fuck. Mm-hmm. 
Barack Obama. I Go mean, on. you know what? Sexually, what is products? Wow. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? 
Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Um, and boy, howdy, we are just uh, powerfully aroused at the, the, the pulsating escalations of romantic tension between Barack Obama and Joseph Robinette Biden, um, mm. which I, for one, don't find shameful and awkward at all. Uh, mm. Jesus Christ. Uh, I leaned back in the seat. Barack <laughs> stared at me for a bit. You look like you've been playing football, he said. My shoes were shined, but the rest of my suit was filthy. I tripped. It's nothing, really. Hmm, Barack said. The president was always saying <laughs> stuff like that to <laughs> me. Hrumph and hrm. Occasionally a hrumph. Oh Even God. after working together for eight years, I hadn't decoded the meaning behind them. Barack was at times a fortress. At other times, a glass case of emotion, as Will Ferrell would say. What the wow. fuck? Andrew, God damn it. Um, I love it. I yeah. love it. Just make just make references to pop culture in the middle of your story. Just, yeah. You know, that, just that, that, do that, it. Add nothing. That's to the it. best yeah. part. That's the best part. Yeah. When you talk about anger, man. So they talk about Barack Obama's special Escalade, which for some baffling reason he'd had imported from Afghanistan. Like he, he had an armored Escalade imported <laughs> from Afghanistan, even though they're never mean... they're not made in Afghanistan. They're shipped there. But like, whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird call. Um, cool. Yeah, but but they have they have their own armored Escalade. Uh, that's great. Uh, very cool. Uh, I love that even with everything we know about how much money we spend on the military, everything yeah. that's supposed to be like fancy and tech has to come from somewhere else. It's like shipped him from Russia, shipped him from Saudi Arabia, shipped him from, It's like it's obviously made by DARPA right here with some crazy other stuff on it. It's just like it's right there in Wisconsin. You don't need yeah. to go all the way out there. You're and there's your a mind. weird attempt to like make Barack seem less rich than he is because it's like when his wife Biden notes like when his wife saw how much the armored escalated costs, like she told him he better have another book idea or two. And it's like they've got hundreds of millions of dollars. An armored escalate is like maybe a million bucks or so, right? Maybe like two if we assume he's getting one of the really good ones. Like it's fucking pennies for for a guy like Barack Obama like he can have yeah. as many armored escalates as he wants to <laughs> oh, have he sure. can buy tanks especially yeah. the Obama Barack Obama in this story yes. everything is pennies for the Barack Obama in this story yes yes undoubtedly um, yeah okay so i don't know uh, I, this is this seems like it's going to be a pretty standard um mystery uh adventure that yes. focuses weirdly on an Amtrak train I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Daniel, do you have anything you want us to search for in this as we kind of like, like, like it's very clear what this is, right? Like this is a, um, like a, a this, normal, this is not, I mean like you look, yeah, Robert, you know what I'm looking for. Is, is it fucking search sex? It is. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because if Mr. Schaefer here is anything like he's been saying, the word sex might not even come up. Fair. Yeah, there's only one use of the word sex. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So it's going to be something along the lines of just like like the word touch, sweat. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking let's, something like let's, something let's like strength or like caress or like I just know I just know that there's some that there's some there's something in here or or, or if <laughs> or if the phrase I'm along for the ride comes back up again. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's all so, I'm saying. So, you know, one thing that I'm coming I'm across I'm also prepared now to be wrong. As I look for sweat. So there's there's a lot of weird talk about Joe Biden's guns. Um, like, it makes a what? big point about the fact, like, Joe Biden did, one of the things he did when he and Barack were running is he, like, to try to, like, make a ploy for getting the, um, the kind of liberal gun owner vote behind him is he like post he like made a big fact of the uh, point of the fact that he owned a couple of shotguns for like skeet shooting and stuff right which uh i don't know like it do, i don't think got them a single vote because anyone who's actually like into gun ownership just doesn't just own a, a double barreled shotgun or whatever like that's just kind of like the thing democrats do when they're trying to seem um briefly relatable to um uh rural folk but this book makes a big point of the fact that joe biden is a uh, is a gun owner and also has a sig sour so this is from like 30 percent of the way through the book uh barack and joe are 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 getting into a, a tough scrape of a situation they're parking in like a garage and going in to like investigate some some uh unsettling people and uh, here, here's the uh, here, here. I'm just going to start reading from the end of the chapter. Brock stared at me. Did you tell Jill you were going out with me? It's none of her business who I go out with. I'm in the seventh decade of my life. I can do whatever I want. No one's the boss of me. I used to be your boss. The American people were our boss, I told him. But things have changed. He shook his head and wiped a bead of sweat from his brow. Did you bring that heater you were packing the other night? Talking about Joe's handgun. I felt a twinge of embarrassment. Of course Barack knew I was a gun owner. I talked about my shotguns enough that he could probably tell you the make and model. But he wasn't talking about my shotguns. There have been reports of prowlers, I said. You can't be too careful. You're right about that. A lot going on in this world, even when it comes to the friendly faces. It's hard to tell who to trust these days. He paused. So you're bringing it? I'm not bringing it. He looked me steady in the eye, as if he was trying to assess whether I was lying or not. Finally satisfied... Okay, so Barack Obama doesn't want Joe bringing, bringing the gun on their investigation. Um, that's weird. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird book, Daniel. Uh, I, I don't... It seems... I mean, it seems weird, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it ends with what the clear ending should be, at least <laughs> in my eyes. It's, but, uh, with and, them and, fucking and, or parasailing? I, I, uh, I mean, both. No, but the 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 fucking. We'll just go. We'll go straight with the fucking. No, I mean, and and I don't, I don't blame him. You know, this isn't a a slash fic, as it were. It's you know, this is a, a you know, a, and it's not advertised as a romance novel. Like I get it. So you know, maybe my my hopes were too high. And if I really want that, I know several websites I can go find that at. So you know, that's how it goes, I suppose. Oh, really? Cool, cool, huh. cool. Thanks, Daniel. Okay. Yeah. So last chapter, chapter fifty fucking three. Wait, um, what? Fifty three. Yeah, fifty three chapters in this fucking monstrosity. Um, very, very unfortunate. So it ends with at the, uh, at last the end, chapter. Can we just do some like word searches just for like? Fun? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if you anyone has a word search thing, but like the the end of this, it ends with um. So it, it seems like what I'm gathering from last chapter is that it wound up being that like this Finn guy was blew the the whistle on a a drug smuggling operation from some gang called the Marauders. I don't know. There was apparently an undercover DEA agent that comes into this at some point. So um, they solved the mystery and and stopped the smuggling of a bunch of opiates into the country. Um, And nobody finds out that Barack Obama or Joe Biden were involved. At some point, Joe Biden destroys his knee because the last chapter Mm. opens with him talking about how they'd had to reconstruct his, his shattered knee. Um... And gave him a prescription for ibuprofen since, uh, um, you know, he can't take opiates uh, at the end of this because it seems like that's the thing they're fighting here. Um, 
<laughs> so this uh-huh. whole book is about a $1.4 million fentanyl bust, which is like nothing, Great. which is like nothing. Would you even notice it if somebody, if there was like, oh, there was a million dollar fentanyl bust. It's like, fuck, fuck that. Like nobody cares about a million dollar fentanyl bust in 2020. Like that's also not that much fentanyl. I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's you know, not know a whole lot of fentanyl. fentanyl these days, but it just doesn't feel like a whole lot. If you've got fentanyl, like this lot. isn't much fentanyl. Yeah. No, it's not. But I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm proud of them regardless, but yeah. It's not. That's not a lot, fam. That's not a lot, fam. Yeah, that's not a lot of fentanyl. Um. Okay, so she was <laughs> back on the Amtrak, yada, yada, yada. Barack had once told me that, at the end of the day, every one of us is just part of a long-running story. All we can try to do is get our paragraph right. Whether I would make another run at the highest office in the land was still up in the air. I learned long ago never to say never. Fate is a strange way of intervening. All I knew for sure is that I wasn't done writing my paragraph yet. That's great, Joe. Uh... <laughs> amazing okay well th- this seems like a pretty lame book i'm gonna be honest with you daniel well that's okay you know what we 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 learned a little bit about mr schaefer oh also i um i uh took the liberty of going to his bio on his website on andrewschaefer.com oh yeah uh just to pull just to pull a couple quick quotes that he has listed here about his own work just just because like you know my favorite one here and i think it kind of gives us a little bit of a taste of the kind of author Mr. Schaefer is if you haven't read his entire book. This is from The Hollywood Reporter on his 50 Shames of Earl Grey. Quote, the literary equivalent of a good Saturday Night Live skit. So that's 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 good. Also, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly on How to Survive a Sharknado says, every bit as amusing and straight-faced as the film franchise that spawned it. Oh, great. Also very telling. Wow. And then and then, of course, at the bottom, Stephen Colbert, just un-American, which, you know, he's clearly accepting the dig at himself and being like, ha ha. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I forgot my favorite one. My favorite one. My favorite one. OK, you ready? Yeah. Quote, funny. Everyone should follow this guy on Twitter from Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of his quotes, man. Funny. Everyone uh, should follow this guy on Twitter, said Nicholas Sparks. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's yep. Um, just um, um, great. Can you search how many times the word train is in the book? Um, yes, I will. I will do that. I want to first, though, read. So we have we have at the end here, we get like a real rom- uh, real emotional conversation between Joe and Barack. And I'm guessing this is emotionally what everything's building for. Well, actually, there's a lot interesting here. I grinned. Barack was the most competitive person I'd ever known. It drove him up a wall when somebody suggested playing a game just for fun. They're playing cards. If there wasn't a clear winner and loser, he tended to lose interest. He lived for elections. He withered in office. Um, I handed him the deck. You shuffle this time. The most important people in my life have always been women, Barack said, dealing the cards. My grandmother, my mother, Michelle, my daughters. Not saying I haven't had male friends, because I have guys I play ball with, guys I have beers with. But with you, it's different. Once we figured each other out, it was like our friendship was on autopilot. It was so easy for so long that once we left office, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to just text another guy without inviting him over to shoot hoops. I didn't know how to call you just to talk, even though that's why what I wanted, what I wanted to do. I didn't know, and I'm sorry, Joe. I looked at the cards he dealt me. It was a crap hand. I'm sorry, too, I said. You didn't do anything. 
Jealousy is an ugly sin. You're allowed to have other friends. I drew a new card. As long as I'm your best friend. Aren't we too old to have best friends? Maybe he was right. Maybe I was being silly. I'm too old to be jumping out of airplanes. I guess they must have jumped out of an airplane at some point in the book. I told him, I think it'd be nice to just go golfing sometimes. You said something just a minute ago, Barack remarked. You called us brothers again. I didn't mean anything by it, I said. Barack wasn't having having any of it. Don't be bashful, Joe. As far as I'm concerned, we never stopped being brothers, he said, holding out a fist. I punched him with too much force, but it was the best fist bump we'd ever had. Watch the knuckles there, Joe, he said, shaking out his hand. Wow. Barack Obama, watch the knuckles there, Joe. Watch the knuckles, Joe. Oh, no. This gets very clearly sexual. Say, I've got another light bulb that needs to be changed in the upstairs bathroom. I'm in no shape to stand on a chair right now, and you're putting me to work, he asked. You're taller. You've got longer arms. I'll do it, he said, rising from the couch. Thanks, I said. Bulbs on the counter. Barack mounted the stairs. A few seconds later, he called out to me. Hey, Joe? Yeah, I shouted. Why does your dartboard have Bradley Cooper's pictures on it? It's not important, I said. Not anymore. <laughs> God damn it, that's weird. What? That's so weird. Wait, what did Brad I also forgot Cooper about the word do? mount. That was a bit of a good the be- one. In the beginning of the book, Joe Biden was jealous that Bradley Cooper was hanging out with Barack Obama and Barack wasn't calling him. So he was he had like pictures of Bradley Cooper from a magazine that he was throwing darts at because this book is profoundly horny and strange. That's um, so weird. It's yeah. like he had just seen a star is born and was like, I'm going to add some Bradley Cooper to this for no reason. Sophie, there are 103 matches for the word train. <laughs> <laughs> this this book is very train focused. Okay, what about railroad? Like, I'm just how many train train adjacent words are there? Just twelve uses of the word railroad. But let's see Amtrak. Thirty five uses of Amtrak. So Jesus Christ! Oh wow, and a lot of uses of Amtrak Joe. Um, Amtrak Joe. Yeah, that's tight. Because, again, all Andrew Schaefer knew about Biden is that he rode the train and presumably had a bad knee. <laughs> how many times How many times is is there uh, verbiage like woman or she or girl or lady or any of that nature? Or is it? Well, this is about the lust between two men, Sophie. So I don't think we need to be getting, you know, getting the ladies involved here. Only five uses of the word women. Um, Jill Biden that sounds about right, does America. appear about right. to be an after effect who is is willing to let her husband, one use of the word lady. I, I think Jill in this is pretty understanding of the fact that her husband just needs to fly free yeah, and what, eventually many, fuck Barack Obama. How many Obama. times is, is Michelle mentioned? 11 times. That's fucked up. Wow. Well, Michelle's this mentioned isn't more about, than Jill? This, isn't, this is about the manly love. You're totally, you're totally right. It, it's also about trains. It's about yeah. the manly love between a president and his vice president and also trains. Uh, I mean, you know. Can you make that yeah. train sound effect again, Daniel? That was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Thanks. I miss those things. I'm just going to throw that out there. I want a woodblock train thing. I miss those. I have to go down to my local railroad and tell them that I am a small child. And they shall say, but sir, you have a beard and are of height. I say, but I am still a small child. Give me a hoo-hoo machine. And they'll say, we don't know what that is. Can I order one on the internet? Robert, where do, yeah. I, get, where do I get a train? Okay, let's see here. Wooden train, not set, whistle. 
boom. Well, oh, baby, I can get them on discountmugs.com. There you go. Well, I am returning this book because it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, that shit out of here. Sorry, Andrew I'll, Schaefer. I'll you're put trash. quality issues as the reason. Um, you're trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quality issues. Yes. So, Daniel. Yes. I don't know yes. that we learned much today. Um, no, I didn't learn. No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. But we read pieces of a really, uh, a really shamefully bad book. And that's as good as learning something. I think I think we 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 learned a thing or two. We learned that Andrew Schaefer is as funny as a good SNL skit. Yeah, which is uh, by the way, just for reference, is no a good SNL funny. skit is so bad uh, as to be completely unwatchable um, and and Bingo. toxic to the human soul. Um, a good SNL skit died out yeah. years ago. Years yeah. ago. Daniel, is there anything that you would like to plug, 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 plug? Um, sure. Yeah. I, um, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ underscore Daniel D A N L. I stream on Twitch at the same thing. Twitch.tv slash DJ underscore D A N L. I work on a bunch of shows. I work on one show with these two lovely people called worst year ever. Please download it and listen right here on the iHeartRadio network. I work on fake doctors, real friends, which is the scrubs rewatch podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Listen to it. It's a lot of fun and very funny. And sometimes I get to speak on that and talk about video games. Work on the Daily Zeitgeist. Listen to the Daily Zeitgeist, a daily news show here on this very network. And I work on All's Fair, a podcast uh, about the evolution of disillusion, starring Laura Wasser and produced by Johnny Reigns. And uh, Robert, Sophie, thank you both so much for having me. Uh, Robert, I'm we glad to you. see you're well. Oh, I love you both. Thank you, Daniel, for helping well. me earfuck this book about <laughs> Barack Obama and Joe Biden's <laughs> lust and also lust for trains oh my gosh this book is baffling to me like it's it is pretty bad i mean it's i just yeah. i just can't believe that the person who wrote it was over the age of 16 but i mean that's how it goes that's how it goes mm. Mm. that's just the way it goes some things will never change amen to that that's joe biden and barack obama getting fucked uh by each other i guess you didn't Weird. get that reference that i just did Weird. i got it um, you can follow Robert at I Write Okay on Twitter. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Shut up, Robert. That's Your a live lie. streams are that is a follow crime. Robert. Watch his live streams. The work he's doing is really important and, and terrifying. Um, Pay attention to can- what's happening in Portland. It's It'll fine. Sometimes what? It's nothing terrible. Sometimes federal agents shoot at people. That's no train mystery. Come on, as, guys. As Focus your, on what matters. As your pseudo mom, it's terrifying to watch you uh, get get hurt and not drink enough water. You can follow this podcast at Bastards Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We have a T Public store with really cool merch. And um, that's the way it goes. That's the cookie, and it's crumbled. That's the way the Raytheon knife missile strikes a vehicle driven by a suspected. <laughs> Insurgent leader. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well done. Uh, bye. Bye. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.